Today's going to be a practical episode sharing the easiest way to create a workshop series, why you'd create one in the first place, how to choose the content for your series, where to host it, how long it should be, and then also how to transition to selling or what your call to action should be, whether you're launching or you're in the middle of a launch or you're using this for a launch or not. Woo, that was a mouthful. So if you want to learn my simple process of creating these kinds of workshop series, keep listening. The Fearless Launching Show was created to answer the question, how can I launch my big idea to the world in the most simple, straightforward way possible and reach more of the right people? I'm your host, Ann Samoylov, and I've been helping six and seven figure business owners launch for over a decade. And while I love geeking out about improving launches, new launch strategies, what's working, what's not working, I'm also obsessed with exploring the heart, the mind, the challenges of running your own business. And that's what we're going to do each and every week. I want to show you how to launch that course or coaching program or other creative work and navigate the journey of being an online entrepreneur. So if you're ready for some new perspectives, some new stories around launching, well, I can't wait to share those with you. Let's get into today's episode. All right. Well, hello. It has been a minute, right? So I've been absent for the past two. Okay. Okay. Fine. Maybe three weeks. I always tell my audience and clients and students to not make excuses. You don't have to share the story, but you know what? In this case, I actually think I am going to share because it'll help you see how easy it is to go off the track when you've got a production plan, a content plan, a plan of any kind. And it's just good to know this and how to get yourself back on track, especially if you're launching and you get off track, right? So I promise not to spend too much time on it, um, but I will go through week by week some of the things that happened. So week one, we, we were in the middle of a launch. We did have the podcast during that launch, but we opened, closed, a special two-week. I had decided not spur of the moment, but I de definitely, it wasn't a full-blown launch, but it was just something where I wanted to bring people together to focus on their launch communication. If you didn't know about it, well, now you know. <laughs> we literally just finished it um, a couple days ago, but I wanted to make sure people could go, we could work through as quickly as possible in a really focused implementation style sprint, my program, the message lab, which is all about your launch communication. So that was week one, we closed it. <laughs> and we start we kind of got got everybody situated. Week two, started the sprint for the message lab and promptly got sick. Literally the second day of our zoom sessions, I barely had a voice. And then I had to cancel the call on Friday. I was like, Oh my God, this is literally a two week thing. How can I keep, how can I do this? I lost my voice. I could barely breathe coughing like crazy. I mean, it was just nuts to me. So week three, Got back on track, you know, getting those days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I was able to breathe, talk, but very, you know, I actually had a coughing fit right before we started recording now. So I'm not out of the woods yet, but I still had no voice to do the podcast and definitely week two, I didn't have time, the, the voice to do it. And so now we're back this week. And normally I don't like to do fully real-time episodes. I like to give it at least a day or two. It might be fresh that week, 
But this is where we're at. This is what we got to do. This is if you're listening to this on Thursday, June 2nd. Well, I'm recording this in the morning and you're hearing it perhaps in the afternoon. (laughs) So good news, though, I'm also recording my final five episodes of this season, including this one, so that I can actually breathe a bit, right? I can breathe a bit and not have to worry about that. And thank you. I've learned my lesson. I even wasn't able to do one of the phases that I I teach in the message lab, which was a bridge phase to back to like normal communication. Such a bummer. So I've learned my lesson, I think, finally, right? And if I had batched those last five before my launch, it would have been fine. No issues. We would have, this would have been, we would have only had two more weeks left of the podcast where we have now, you know, this week and then four more weeks. So, but that's what happens on your launches too. You can get sick. I think that's kind of why it was like, and a school year for my daughter and like all the things she's going into high school next year. And I was, I was pushing to get these, everybody situated for the message lab, getting all that content and all that schedule worked out. Um, You get sick and we'll come back to this point. I think that as you're thinking through today, we don't really discuss this again, but think through some of the stuff we're going to be talking about today in regards to this workshop series. Okay, so today I'm going to walk you through my really easy workshop series that I created and delivered live for the first time. And then I did it again. I was able to repurpose it with an even easier process. And it wasn't just a copy of the first one. So I still repurposed the process. Um, So in some ways, I want to say the first thing I'm lucky because I do have years of content, years of data on that content. I know where to find what's currently working and landing and on the top of people's minds now in general. Um, Now, not all of you are going to be creating workshop series, but I do think creating content series is such a great way to curate what is kind of uncuratable in a lot of ways in our world now. People find you on, you know, this platform and that platform, and they're curating the experience. And that's fine. However, in a launch, there is something really special when you can curate it, when you can lead people down a path and tell people kind of, this is what people talk about, the launch story or the thread that takes someone from that moment that they see something, let's say your first workshop or a webinar or whatever, they get invited to something and then you are curating the rest of that experience. I think that that's why launches of any kind work, whether they're evergreen or or live launches. Um, and I think both have their values. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I was going to record that podcast today, but I decided that I would just leave that. And maybe if I, if I have time to do a sixth episode, a bonus episode, I will record that later. Like the difference, the benefits of doing one over the other live automated, or how can we kind of get the best from both of them? All right. So let's just dive in. Today is not going to be that long because I want you to just just dive into it and really think, how can I do all of this in the most easy way possible? Now, first of all, let me just tell you about my workshop series that I have done in the past. I've done a handful of them over the years. And in the last couple of years, the ones that I really loved doing, they 
didn't necessarily have a Facebook group, even though I would often share the day's workshop into that Facebook group. Um, they were Facebook Lives. They were for Facebook Lives and then an invite to a Zoom meeting. So it could be a little bit more private. You had to sign up for it and it would last five days, you know, and I have other people that I've worked with and know very well who are doing this in their own way where, yes, you sign up for it and then you just join a Zoom meeting every single morning for a little, I don't want to call it a sermon, but like for, for like teaching on that day's topic. So that's essentially what I did. And, and the fifth day becomes kind of webinar day, which is where you're shifting to talking about the thing that you're launching. Okay. Where you bring everything together. <laughs> and, um, ideally what that webinar does is it wraps things up for the people on the work who've gone through the workshop with you. And then it also gets to be another way of including other people who didn't get to the workshop, right? Um, so what is a workshop series? Well, I just kind of shared what I do, but it's, it's essentially just a series of content aimed to take someone from one point to the other, from X to Y. And the best workshops that I've found that I've participated in help people with either part of your process, and we'll go through what that content is going to be, but where it helps people get a taste of your process, goes through part of the process. Um, maybe it even just gets them started, but it's usually on a topic that's a sticking point for someone making progress in a certain area, or it's something that's an overview of that. And like I said, we'll go through that in just a moment. Um, where can you host this workshop series or this workshop with multiple kind of days of workshops, mini workshops in, included? Well, you can teach them live. You can pre-record them, post them wherever you want in private website pages or web pages. You could post them up on Facebook or you could post them on Instagram, you could post them on YouTube, whatever. That, that's up to you if you wanted to do it that way. You can teach on Zoom, like I mentioned. You can teach on Facebook Live, or you can teach on other live streaming platforms. You can do it very webinar style, where maybe you invite, like I said before, you can invite people to Zooms and then do webinars every single day. Um, that's up to you. I personally loved doing Facebook Lives and will likely be doing this again, but maybe on Instagram, we'll see. Um, or maybe I'll just include a little bit of more, little bit more of Instagram. I've also really loved going to some workshops on just YouTube live. I think that's just a great way to, and you don't have to keep them public these lives forever, right? You can still, it kind of allows YouTube's algorithm to help you help find the right people for what you're doing as well. So no matter where you choose to do it, people sign, the ideal thing is you want to create a landing page and a thank you page. People sign up for the series and then you email them every single day to let them know when the next workshop is or, hey, thanks for joining our workshop. Here's what's coming. Here's what's happening today. Here's what happened today. Here's the replay. Go here if you want to watch all the replays. Um, here are some resources. Um, th that's what I generally like to do. I think that getting people onto a special email list, it really helps 
you know, obviously you're list building, so there's that, but it allows you to then additionally curate the process for them. Like I said before, you're leading them down this path. Now, you may have also heard these workshop series. I just wanted to stop and kind of say this. You might have heard them be called um, challenges or work, just workshop or maybe video series or um, live stream series. Like they're going to be called various things. So you get to choose what you call it. It could be, I think I remember doing like a sampler of this one ebook or no, this email product that I had ages and ages ago. And I did like a five day sampler kind of email sequence. That was my version of doing a workshop series. It, it, it picked specific days out of the process of launching. And it actually was just like a lesson every single day. And then an invite to purchase the program which because I, I am and was into games at the time, I called it a walkthrough. Um, and if you don't know anything about games, <laughs> there are all these walkthroughs. If you don't know how to do a game, just look it up and put the word walkthrough at the end. And at the time, I think I was doing lots of Tomb Raider walkthrough lookups on Google. I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure that that was it. Um, so that, that's, that's what you can do in terms of how you name it. Get, get creative. Um, it could, it could be a boot camp. It could be, you could call it a sprint. I heck, I was just talking about a sprint because then it, it really, it really indicates you're going to focus on that topic for a specific period of time. Um, in terms of engaging with people, you can choose to have a private community. That's always great to have it in a Facebook group if you already have one. And I just am not a fan of creating brand new face, especially if you're just starting, which I know many people are. And it's like you have to then build this other place. And then what happens after the, the workshop? Do you close it down? It just feels like a lot of work. I say if you've already got a Facebook group, sure, put it in there. Say, hey, we're going to be doing this in here. You can pay attention or not. Because you just, you know, it's it's something that you already have. I would also recommend if you have a Facebook page, do the, do the if you're going to do lives of any kind, do them there. And if you have a YouTube channel, do it there. Um, if you have a podcast, heck, maybe you could even do, I know that there's certain um, software like I think Hello Audio, where you could actually have people sign up and maybe the workshop gets delivered in these in the, in like a private podcast. I think you can actually create a private podcast even in Libsyn, but I haven't done that yet. So don't quote me on that. Um, but you can choose to have a private community aspect for people where you do these lives inside the group, or you could just invite people into the Zoom, make it a meeting. And that means when they get on, it feels very mastermind, group, you know, collaborative. And there's a chat in there as well. You could also encourage people just to use a spe special like hashtag or or say, hey, go over here to this post and tell me about yourself or whatever and have people, you know, share in a post. But I know that there are some topics that really lend themselves well to a little bit more private situation. Um, there's different platforms like Circle and Mighty Networks and so many other places that you can look up and use for this um, type of community, if, you, if that's an important piece. Um, there's live chat on 
YouTube streaming, if you're streaming something on YouTube, which can feel very private. And even though it's not, it can feel very private. And like, you know, after the workshop, it's not like there'll be list, everybody's comments will be listed in the comments. Someone would have to click on live chat to read the live chat. And usually it's hard to follow because people are just like talking stream of consciousness. Okay. So what's, what else can we say about workshop series and workshops in general, like this multiple day workshops? Well, they can be paid. You can charge for them, maybe a small amount or free. All the ones that I've done have been, oh, that's not true. I did a free one, mostly free. And then there was one that I did just on a specific topic where I did charge a small fee for it. I think it was like $37 um, or something like that. Um, they can, they can work well, really either way. You just decide what's right for you. Um, they can work well as a warm up to your main offer. So consider pairing it with a launch. Um, and even the paid workshop series can do this because I, I mean, it sounds weird to say it out loud, but when someone purchases something from someone else, it's not a huge leap to then say, Oh, I like that. I purchased that. That was worth it. Now I'm going to purchase something else. So it can be a great lead up. And there are some people who do, I'm talking about a five day, really a series, but a lot of people do really well with one day and two days. Like I'm thinking of James Wedmore, Mariah Cause, um, Oh, what was the other one? There's another, there's a few other people that I've really loved how they, how they do theirs. Um, I think Ellen, Coach Ellen, I can't remember if that's her, her name, but I will uh, put some of those links in the show notes just so that you can go check them out. Um, I've always really just loved Louise Henry's style of doing her workshop series, and she just repeats those and in a good way. And they are really just simple, well done. She's very friendly, and she, it gives people a true taste of how she is inside her programs. Um, so check her out as well. So now let's dive into the content. How do you create it? Okay. So here's what I always say. Like I said before, I like to think of the, the week as I'm going to take someone from X point in their experience of whatever it is that I'm teaching, which in this case is to do with launching to Y to the, what is that final thing? What is that outcome that I'm hoping for them to reach, right? Um, you could also say, well, what, what's a small part of my process that people are always worried about or asking about that I could teach? What's something I could literally pull out of my program or offer that I could kind of break apart into little mini steps and get them started on? So maybe what's the first thing you have them do in your program and maybe like get them started, just say, hey, you just did module one or whatever. Um, I also like thinking about the most pressing problems and challenges that your audience is thinking about. So in that way, what you may want to do is start asking your audience what is what is important to them and have them help you narrow down these topic ideas. Then I also like to think about the overall process that I teach in the program rather than the step-by-step -step details. So for instance, I will even look at my webinars. I didn't put this in my notes here, but one of the things that you can do is if you've been a webinar before, or if you're thinking in terms of a webinar and you have a webinar structure, 
you can then break that apart and teach a kind of like parts of your webinar each day. So like the mistakes are maybe, or like, here's, here's, here's the opportunity. And then day two maybe is the mistakes and challenges that you might make and how to fix those or the things you've been believing that really aren't true. And then maybe day three is your process, right? Your four part process. And maybe four kind of talks about some of the people who have taken steps through the process and illustrates a little bit more on that process. And then maybe day five is actually really a recap and shifting to selling what your offer actually is, which kind of follows a very rough webinar process, if that makes sense. You could also just come up with a theme for the week and say, you know what? My people always seem to have come in worried or, or people don't want to join the program because they've got a problem with X. So that thing that X might be, their list is too small. They don't know what their offer is yet. They don't, they're building their course or they, they want to build their audience or whatever. And maybe that becomes the focus of your series. So for me, that is why I did my paid series that was called list to lead because often people are just building their list. There's lots of list building courses out there and list building events, but you want to build your list with that end in mind. Where are you taking them? You don't want to just have people who are just taking downloads and never planning on going anywhere with it. You really want to think through the whole process, right? So come up with a theme as it relates to their problems and challenges or, or that biggest first step that they need before they likely will be ready for what you're offering. So the example that I, uh, another example that I put here is like, I focused on some of the biggest sticking points for people in their launches. Um, for my first one. Okay. So the first time I did this specific series, I did, okay, first day was about your list and your audience had how to think about list building. Um, I don't remember what the order of the days was at this point, but another one of the days was how to shift to sales. And basically it's by starting to sell before you're actually selling. So it's about seeding and putting in planting little seeds along the way. And then there was a day where we talked about the right content to share at the right time. And then the fourth day was about their schedule because making sure everything fits and you're not going to run out of time. It was a big <laughs> challenge to do all this in just four days and then do a webinar too. So the second time I did the workshop series, I kind of zoomed out and said, well, really what's... Well, what can I focus on and can I remove any of these days? And so I focused in on sales and on, um, because that was just, there was so much involved with that day. So I think we move, I can't remember what we removed, but we just removed one or two of the days as they were, and then turned the shifting to sales day into like a couple of different days. So I was able to still repurpose, still make it a full, fully new thing, named it something new even. Okay, so next up is let's talk about calls to action. Because if you're going to do this, you want to make sure there's a next step for people. You always want to do that. Even in your paid offers, you want to make sure that you tell people, here's your next step. 
If you're doing a launch, you want to start seeding that there's always another step, another layer, another way to deepen their knowledge, to take it further, to go another step, to, you know, and sell. So, so that's a way without saying, um, yes, you, you can keep going in my program, Fearless Launching. You can just say, no, there's oh, obviously other ways I can help you deepen that knowledge. I'll talk about that on another day. But, you know, this is what we do inside Fearless Launching. And you're not actually saying, buy Fearless Launching, go here now. You're just saying, this is someone, someone who came into Fearless Launching did this. Someone who came into the Message Lab did this. Someone who's currently in the incubator did this or is doing this. So it allows you to just talk about your offers. It doesn't even have to be the specific offer. It could just be um, about the topic that they can deepen their knowledge on and that you were, some of your students, like they, they come into you, come into your programs after they finish this. So you're almost just kind of letting them know that this is, this is the process. You're not going to know everything right now. And this is, this is how we bridge to that next phase. Or we get, we get, clearer on the topic that you're teaching. Um, so next up, bridging to the sales. Like I said, you want to always be kind of thinking about how you can tell people you've got stuff without telling people to buy now. But another thing to remember is that you've got this opportunity at the end of your series to do a free webinar, a Q&A, an attendee-only Thing where you wrap things up and then you let people know what could be next for them. Here's what you can do next. Here are some options. And you know what? I actually have loved listening to people. Like there was one webinar that I went to and I was waiting for the pitch. I was waiting for what this person was going to offer. Um, I think it was Chris Brogan. And I really love what he did because he's like, so today we're talking about this. However, I can see that some of you are dealing with email issues and that issues and those issues. We've got solutions for those too. So if, you know, if you're here, here, and here, then learn more about that over here. And you know what? We're going to, because they had like a discount or something like that, they said, you know, we're just going to apply that to all of our offers. So if you're not sure which one to take, let me know so that I can just tell you. And I think I... I can't remember, but I did buy something, but I really liked that kind of method, that kind of low key pitch that says, here's what we're focused on today. Here's your best solution. However, if you are ready just to deal with like email, then, you know, I didn't mind having a couple of different offers put in front of me. Um, someone else who does a really low key pitch in such a great way, such a really uh, gentle and also clear way is Denise Duffield Thomas. She'll do this and it's great. So love Denise. Um, if you've never been to one of her um, webinars, definitely look on her site. She's got um, things that are available all the time, more like evergreen kind of things or workshops that are always there. So download one of those or, or sign up for one of those so you can see what she does specifically. All right. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about as we're kind of wrapping today up, the I think one of the most important things to remember about these workshop series is it is amazing to get people on live. And the only way you're going to get people on live is to have a clear communication plan, right? Where you, are you going to send email? 
Are you going to let people know on Facebook? Are you going to send them mobile alerts? You know, if you have like a chat kind of system, I haven't done that myself, but I have definitely done email, Facebook notifications. I have been in groups before where everyone gets kind of sent something in messenger. I think it's part of like group messages. I'm not exactly sure, but what, how are you going to let people know what's happening? So, you know, obviously if there's a group, you can message in there about the replays, upcoming things, and maybe you have a telegram channel. If you've ever used telegram or something like that, where you can do voice memos and different things, you can send people that could be an option for you, but really be clear on how you're going to make sure people know about what's coming. So, um, those are just some things up the top of my head. And it's really going to depend on how and where people are signed up. Are you going to let and and you need the, the plan, not just for people who sign up, but for people who didn't sign up yet and continuously trying to loop people into the workshop, even if they're in quotes late. So, for instance, if you know you're going to do live streams on YouTube, Use your community tab in your channel and says, hey, we're starting this series. If you want to know more about it, stay in the loop, get all the resources, sign up here. You'll get email, some email notifications, but we'll, and you could put the notifications there. Hey, today we're going live. We're going to do this. All of your current subscribers will get that. Now, if you don't have subscribers, then maybe that won't be so relevant to you, but think to yourself, where do people where are people going to need to hear about this? You see this? I try, I tried to cut out all of my coughs today, but I think it was kind of impossible, right? So the communication piece, think about how you're going to communicate. The great thing about all of this, the content, the communication, even the content of the videos and the videos themselves, all of this can be reused, right? And all you need are a couple pages, landing pages like, the landing page for them to sign up, the thank you page, and perhaps a replay page where you're going to post all the videos from the week and any resources there as well. So you can keep this super simple. You don't even need that final page if you don't want to. You could just put them in a Facebook group. But I say have them there because then you don't have to depend. I mean, the Facebook group is great to have. There's definitely a lot of conversation that can happen. Um, but... I, I don't know. I'm on the fence about Facebook groups right now. So even though I do have a Facebook group, people are still joining it. I feel like I'm not engaged there. So why would I pop in randomly say, Hey, we're doing this event. People are like, who are you? Oh, right. I'm in this group. Bye. <laughs> so I, I, I'm still thinking through this piece myself now and moving forward. I like the, I like email. I like the idea of possibly doing text messages or text notifications once people sign up for something. Of course, if you're using Zoom, you can also add in Zoom email, but make sure you also send email from your own list because I found out the hard way that some people don't, you're, it might, they might not track on the fact that you have sent an email when it says Zoom. They don't know it's a Zoom notification for your webinar or your daily thing. So make sure that you're also sending communication from your own email, you know, your own email system, um, whether that's active campaign or convert kit or whatever you use. So 
that is all I'm going to talk about today. But I here's what I want to leave you with. Let me know your questions about workshop series. Um, I'm going to put some links below just so you can see some in action. But also, I think that what will be helpful is if you keep your eyes open for these challenges and workshop series and see how other people organize them. Okay? See what kind of content is created for each day. And then... And then that's it. And then try to try to think about their intent with the content. Look at the communication they're sending every single day. And then look at the call to action and how they bridge to that and how you liked that or didn't like that. I think looking at looking and monitoring your reaction to that stuff is a great way to prepare your own self for creating one of these workshop series. People have always loved them. You can really bring that energy. And teaching live is one of those things that if you can get that down, even if it's in a private scenario, like a Zoom meeting, this is where you build those lifelong relationships with your audience. And this is where you, you actually end up having repeat people in all of your stuff over and over and over again. You, I mean, that makes selling so easy because you're not even selling anymore. You're just like, oh, you, I know you, come on in here. And, and it's no longer this struggle because sales can definitely feel like a struggle, right? Okay, I'm going to stop right now, but have a great rest of your day and I will see you next week. <laughs>